And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the adept Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lon Clark stars as that most famous of all manhunters, Nick Carter, master detective from 1948. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. And the theme of the night is songs from movies. Songs from movies. Yes. Okay. Okay. Does that help you any? I don't Can know. You think of any song from you mean any like, movie? Is it like the name of the movie? Is the no, song the name song of the movie? that you know from a particular movie. Okay. Can you give me an example of a song from a movie? Um, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't think of any? Um. Not a one? Ha- Hallow? That oh, song, Lady ha- Gaga yeah. song? Shallow? Shallow, shallow, hallow, <laughs> shallow. forgot an S shallow. at the beginning. <laughs> shallow. Shallow, exactly. That would be... From um, Star is Born. From A Star is Born. That is exactly... Oh, okay. No, but I did not choose that, luckily. All right. Okay. I think you... that you are possibly going to get all of these. Really? I was just going to ask you, so Mike, where yeah. are we at here? I Three? think you might get all of these. Wow. Well, he definitely knows all these, yes. but he definitely doesn't get three. Really? Right. It would be very rare. Okay. And you're definitely not I on like a roll. I like my steak rare. Do you? Yeah. It's a little bloody, that I like way. it medium rare. That's a little less bloody. I like a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Here we go. Right. A-, a curious thing. Make one man weep, make another man Dance. sing. Make one Change a hawk to a little white dove. Hawk to a little white dove. Go ahead, nice line. More than a feeling. More than a feeling. Tougher than diamonds. Than Rich like cream. Like Stronger cream. and harder than a than a bad, bad girl's, girl's dream. dream. Make a bad one good. Make so right. Make a wrong one, one right. right. Ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah, go on. We'll keep you home at night. night. You don't need money. You don't need money. You don't need. Don't take fame. fame. Don't need no credit, credit card to ride, to ride this train. train. It's strong and it's sudden. It's, it's cruel sometimes. sometimes. It's the power of love. Yes, indeed. Ooh, good one. And what movie is this from? It's a curious thing. Power Love by Huey Lewis. What's the movie? Um, Beverly Hills Cop. I don't know. I don't know the movie. You do. Let's listen for a minute. 
I like Huey Lewis a lot. I'm trying to think of the name of the movie, though. Yeah, you know this movie. Feel the line. It's the power of love. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Beverly Hills Cop, huh? Um, Oh, I I know. You ready? Yeah. I know it. Yep. I know it. Go for it. Yep, I got it. Okay. I got it. Back to the future. Back to the future. Ding, ding, ding. Nice work. Back to the future. You got it. I knew you knew that one. All right, we're going to change gears a little bit. Tell you, that Provagen, man, it works. Yeah, you must have taken a lot of them. No, I just took one. No, you popped a few No, I didn't. No, I didn't. All right, let's go to the next one. It is from a movie. I got to clean my palate. Hang on a second. How are you going to do that? I got some water here. Oh, you might need more than that. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta get there. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Right. First, when there's nothing. First, when a, there's nothing. Right. But a slow, glowing okay. dream. All right. Stop right there. I already know it. Okay. Speak up. That's um, Flash Dance. That is the name of the movie. Right. And what is the name of the song? Um, keep going. <laughs> you got it. Uh-huh. Um, first, when there's nothing. First, when there's nothing. But a slow, glowing slow dream. Slow, dream. That your fear seems to hide right. deep inside your yeah, mind. mind. All alone, mm-hmm. I have cried. Mm-hmm. Silent tears full of pride. In a world made of steel, made of stone. Made of stone. Well, I hear the music, close my eyes, feel the rhythm, wrap around, take a hold of my heart. Beings believe in, I can have it all, now I'm dancing for my life. Take your passion and make it happen. Is dance in the word, in the song? In the title? Yeah. No, Flash Dance is the name of the movie. (laughs) Flash Dance. Right. Um... I can it's have like a it love all. song, though. So you don't. It's not a love song. So I got flash dance. Isn't that good enough? Mm, it's a half. I give well, you half. Well, of hang that. on. That's so the movie. I but could it's probably not come song. up with the song. Well, that's that's the. Is that it? it? Can I you mean, lead me up to the title? Lead me. Just give I me the. I did, but I'll do it again. Give me the sentence before okay, the title. Well, I hear the music. Close my eyes. Feel the rhythm. Wrap around. Take a hold of my heart. I, okay, I'm going to ask it again. Give me the line. I did. Leading up I to. I just did. That was it. <laughs> I will the... tell you again. All right. That's what I did. Okay. <laughs> just the line. One line. Not all the lines. One line leading up. That is the line leading up to the chorus. What well, I hear the music, close my eyes, feel the rhythm, wrap around, take a hold of my heart. So take a hold of my heart is those is the line before this. Okay, back. well that's okay? not a sentence. She can't. Okay, that's not a Mike, sentence. Mike gets it. Mike knows what okay, I want. There's no subject in that sentence. So if you want to call that a sentence, so give that's me the fine. line, just the line before. Her, lines are. I mean, this is not written in in English. I know, but like I only want proper the, English. I only so. want the line before the thing. Heart. I don't know what you want, Carl. Take a hold of my heart. Take that's, a hold okay, of my that's heart. That's not a sentence, but all right, okay. I don't know it. I didn't think you'd know it. <laughs> I gave you that and more. <laughs> 
I didn't want wrap more. around. You take you, a hold. Oh, it's because I gave you too yeah, much. Yeah, you gave me too much. I can't do Got it now. It. I would about, have gotten it if you would have just okay, given me the of line. Of my heart. Of my heart. There you go. Um, How about just heart? That's the word before. It's right there. Hang on a second. Now um, I don't want you to get it. I chirp, was rooting chirp. for you, but now I'm not. Because uh, you're being difficult. What is I don't know. It's flash dance, so you get a half a point. All right, what That's is all it? I can give you. What's the song? First when I'm <laughs> but a slow, slow blowing tree that your fear seems to hide. Deep inside your mind, all alone. Cyrene Cara, right? It is. Silent tears full of pride in a world made of steel, um, made of stone. What a feeling. Yes. That's right. You don't get it now, but yes, you still get half a point. <laughs> that's good. What a feeling. That's good. I'm going to give you half for that. Uh, Here, take a hold all right. of my heart. Oh, what Here a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ready get, for the last I one? I didn't really get that one. Let me cleanse my palate. Hang on a second. All right. Go ahead. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know your eyes in the morning sun. I know your eyes in the morning sun. I feel you touch me feel in you the touch pouring rain. Feel you touch me in the pouring rain. And the moment that you wander the far from me. The moment that you wander far from me. I want to feel it's the Bee Gees. I want to feel you in your arms. I feel you in your arms again. It's a Bee Gees. It is. And I come to it on a summer's breeze. Look me warm in your arms. Right. And how deep is your love? There it is. Nice work. In your eyes in the morning sun. I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. And the moment that you Of course, the movie is Saturday Night Fever. There it is. And you come to me on a summer's breeze. Keep me warm in your love and you softly leave. And it's me you need to show how deep is your love. Is your love how deep is your love? All right. All right. Well, great job. You got two and a half. That's Not like a bad. record. All right. Thanks, Lisa. That was great. You picked good songs. I know. <laughs> for once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, it's Nick Carter, Master Detective. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. A very long-running detective series, uh, 1943 until 1955. That is a that's a 13-year run. That is Nick Carter, Master Detective. It was a quality show, a terrific show. Always great ratings, 
and uh, very consistent. Lon Clark, who I met, had lunch with, I actually had dinner with him uh, in New York City. He, um, he played Nick Carter for the entire run. Nobody else played the role of Nick Carter, just uh, Lon Clark. And uh, he had an assistant, Patsy Bowen, played by two different actresses over the years, Helen Choate and Charlotte Manson. Um, and he was um, he was a detective that the police would go to if they couldn't solve the crime. You know, he was a master detective. That's way up there, Lisa. Oh, sure. You know, like you have two master's degrees. Right. He was a master detective. That's right. even. Well, you're a that, master host. Yeah. So it's kind of you're insane. a master co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, great series. It was on Mutual. There was an organ and all that uh, for the uh there wasn't a live orchestra, but there was an organ for the uh, bridges. This is called The Case of the Tattooed Cobra from May 23rd, 1948. Here's part one now of Nick Carter, Master Detective. New post-war old Dutch cleanser, famous for chasing dirt, presents Nick Carter, famous for chasing crime. Every week at this time, two great names are joined as new post-war old Dutch cleanser brings you one of the most resourceful and daring characters in all detective fiction, Nick Carter, Master Detective. All right, Nick, suppose he is the murderer. You can't prove it. There isn't a shred of evidence. That's what we've got to find, Patsy. Yeah. And if the proof is anywhere at all, it's here in this apartment. Well, there's a closet or something over here. Okay. You look in there while I go over these papers. Uh Uh-huh. Don't try to struggle, Miss Bowen. This is a knife I'm holding at your back. Now, the case of the tattooed cobra. Today's adventure starring Lon Clark as Nick Carter. Brought to you by new post-war old Dutch cleanser. Sergeant Matheson of the Homicide Squad is one of Nick's best friends. But it isn't a social call that brings Matty to the office this morning. Hey, uh, Nick, uh, you remember telling me last year that somebody wanted you to look for the heir to the Bristol estate? Oh, yes, Matty. The administrator of the estate, Mr. Alvin Hammond, called me in, but I didn't take the case. And you know why, Sergeant? No. It meant a trip to Europe, and Nick didn't want to go. Imagine. Oh, Patsy, you know I couldn't go at that time. Oh, fooey. And uh, Nick, uh, Bristol's wife was a Polish girl, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she was. When she divorced him 20 years ago, she took their son back to Europe with her. Uh Uh-huh, and that's the last anybody ever heard of them. Oh, no, 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 not quite, Patsy. Mr. Hammond had some French detectives working on the case. They reported that the mother was dead and that the boy, Alex, supposedly died in a concentration camp during the war. So, who gets the money now? Well, if Alec Bristol isn't found by the end of this year, the $3 million goes to a distant relative in this country named George Davison. Ah. You don't happen to have a picture of Alec, do you, Nick? No, I haven't, but the French detective's got a good description of him from a fellow prisoner in the concentration camp. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me that. He's tall and slender with blonde hair and blue eyes, and he'd be uh, 28 years old now. Why, Sergeant, what a memory. He's lost a little finger on his left hand, and he's got a tattoo mark on his right hand. A blue and red cobra twined around the thumb, right? Matty, you're terrific. How can you remember all that from a casual conversation almost a year ago? I didn't. We fished him out of the East River this morning, dead. Well, there's the body, Nick. It's Bristol, isn't it? Uh, It certainly fits the description. (laughs) 
It's just as the sergeant described it, Nick. A red and blue cobra twined around the right thumb. I know, but there's one detail that's been kept a secret. They only told me because they expected me to take the case. Yeah, what's that, Nick? If this is really Alec Bristol, the cobra should be holding a shield in his mouth. It's his mother's family crest. That was to be the final identification. Well, Nick, uh. that, that's it, isn't it? Yes, it's there, all right. So he didn't die in a concentration camp after all. No. Must have come to this country to get his inheritance. No, maybe so, but he didn't get it. Why, what makes you think that, Matty? Why, his clothes, Nick. They were cheap and shabby. He wouldn't be dressed that way if he had three million bucks. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, in that case, I think I'd like to have a talk with Mr. George Davison. Davison? Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy who gets the money now that Bristol's dead, huh? Yeah. Of course, Davison may be perfectly innocent, but it should be interesting to talk to a man with three million motives for murder. Davison will be here in a moment, Carter. He's upstairs in his room. So he's already moved into the Bristol home, has he, Mr. Hammond? Why, yes, yes. As administrator for the estate, I saw no reason to let the house stand empty, especially since I expected to turn the property over to him at the end of this month. That is, I did until I got a letter from Alec. Oh, you really heard from Alec Bristol? Yes, last week, Miss Bourne. We've been running advertisements in European newspapers, 15 different countries, hoping that Alec was still alive. And he saw one of the ads? Yes, he was living in Marseilles. He, he wrote that he was taking the next boat for the States. What a break. The minute he gets here, someone stabs him in the back and throws his body in the East River. I can't understand why he didn't get in touch with me as soon as the boat docked. I'll bet George Davison is glad that he didn't. Yes. Oh, I like George well enough, but, well, Martin Bristol and I were lifelong friends. And I did hope I could turn the estate over to his boy. Oh, I say, Hammond, you uh, didn't tell me we had guests. Oh, come in, George, come in. Uh, Miss Bowen, Mr. Carter, this is George Davison. Hello. How do you do? How do you do? Well, uh, what's everyone looking so serious about? Don't tell me the long-lost son and heir has finally arrived. Yes, George. Alex has arrived, but he's dead. Dead? Oh, I say, not really. Alec Bristol was murdered last night, Mr. Davison. Murder? Well, and the estate comes to me after all, eh? Uh, yes, I suppose it does, George. Well, who popped him off? Do you know? That's what I'm trying to find out. Mr. Davison... The medical examiner says the murder took place sometime between 10 p.m. and 2 this morning. Where were you at that time? Where was I? Yes. Why, I, I went up to my room about uh, 9 o'clock to read. You remember, Hammond? Did you go out again? Well, no, of course not. But, but George... Yes, Mr. Hammond? Uh, uh, nothing. You started to say something. Uh, only that I remember now that George did go upstairs early. I see. Mr. Hammond, if Alec Bristol had sent you a letter or a cablegram to tell you the exact time of his arrival, could anyone else have got hold of it before you did? Why, yes, I suppose so. Dobson leaves the mail on a table in the entrance hall. Now, but... see here, Carter. Are you insinuating that I murdered Alec Bristol? Not at all, Mr. Davison. I'm merely collecting facts. I beg pardon, Mr. Hammond. Oh, yes, Dobson. There's a gentleman to see you, sir. Well, who is it? A tall young man, sir, with blonde hair. I didn't ask what he looked like, Dobson. Didn't he give you his name? Oh, yes, sir. He said his name is Alec Bristol. I do 
not understand. Why have you sent for the officer? Because we're investigating the murder of Alec Bristol. But that cannot be, Mr. Carter. I am Alec Bristol. With that accent, don't make me laugh. I have been in Europe since I am seven years old. Almost I have forgotten how to speak the English. Maybe, but if you're Alec Bristol, who's that guy down at the moor? I do not know. But surely Mr. Hammond will vouch for me. Two weeks ago, I write to tell him I am coming. That's right, Sergeant. Uh, at least somebody wrote to me. Yeah, it might have been that fellow we found in the river. No, 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 it was I. The description in the newspaper of Marseille, that too was I. Yeah, but that description fits the other man too. But the little finger which I lose in the accident of many years ago, the tattoo on my thumb. Those features apply to him too, including the family crest and the cobra's mouth. I... I cannot believe it. It is fantastic. I can figure it out easy enough. You read that description in the paper, realized that it fitted you perfectly. So you had that finger and thumb fixed up to complete the identification. Then you hopped a boat for America, expecting to collect three million bucks. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, Matty. You're forgetting one thing. What? The family crest and the tattooed cobra's mouth. He couldn't have got that out of the newspaper notices. It wasn't there. Okay, okay. So maybe he knew Alec Bristol a long time ago in Europe. He was familiar with the tattoo mark. Why must you assume that I am the imposter? Why could it not be the other man? Because you'd have a mighty good reason for bumping off the real heir. But who'd want to kill the fake one? I do not know. All I know is when my ship docks this morning at 10 o'clock, I get off the boat Now, and... wait a minute, wait a minute. You going to tell me they didn't send you to Ellis Island before they let you go? Why should they do that, Sergeant? I am an American citizen. My papers are all in order. The consul at Marseille checked them before he let me get on the boat. Matty, let's take him down to the pier. See if the captain of the ship can identify him. Yeah, and we'll stop off at the morgue, too. Maybe you'll recognize the other Alec Bristol. Then may I return here? You may, if the captain of the boat knows you. Otherwise, you're going to the city jail. <laughs> How about it, Captain? You know him? Why, yes, Sergeant. This man came over on my boat. And we didn't dock until 10 o'clock this morning, so he couldn't possibly have been in New York last night. Well, there's the body, Mr. Bristol. Did you ever see that guy before? No, Sergeant. I am positive I never see that man before in my life. All right. He's positive he's never seen that man before in his life. You sound like Hogan's heroes. I <laughs> <laughs> know nothing. Nothing. Clink. Colonel Clink. Clink, Colonel Clink. No, but Colonel, this guy sounds meaner. He sounds like no, this. he was pretty mean. He sounds like he's yeah. someone who wouldn't give the line before the line that he needs for the title. <laughs> right. Sounded like that. Someone who just didn't want me to win. She would do anything to make me not win. <laughs> That's me, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to Nick Carter, Master Detective, with the case of the tattooed cobra. But I gave you the line. Starring Lon Clark. Coming up, so stay with us. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Before we get back to Nick Carter, Master Detective, I wanted to ask Lisa, because uh, with Mies Meals, which is one of our uh, sponsors here, which we love, we love Mies Meals, um, you order and then you get it in about a week. So we ordered last week. What do we have coming Monday? On uh, Monday. So Mike has pulled pork Mexican casserole. Ah. Uh, Carl has pomegranate glazed chicken with cheesy smashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that before. It's fantastic. I have sweet potato kale and rice bowl with peanut sauce. Mm. It has tofu in it. It actually sounds really good. I've had that one before, too. One of my favorites. You know, I'm really liking tofu. I get tofu added to things now. Um, I really like tofu. I didn't I, know, know I liked it so much. I feel like so it much. just takes on the flavor of whatever it's cooked with. Yeah. So whether it's a peanut sauce or sweet potatoes, whatever it is, it's it's delicious. You know, I'm, I, I really, uh, this is really true. I and mean, we goof around a lot on the show. We goof around and um, tease each other and all that good stuff. But I really am a foodie. I'm like, a, I love food, you know, and I love, you know, good food. Food. I, I, won't, I won't go to like a fast food restaurant or anything like that. I don't do that. Um, I just love good food. I think what you put in your body is really important. And um, I'm a regular um, customer of Mies Meals because not only is the food good for you, but it tastes delicious. And I really and truly mean that, folks. Check out Mies Meals. M-E-E-Z Meals.com. Every week you can go there. You don't have to be a subscriber. You don't have to join any club. You don't have to do anything. Just go to MiesMeals.com. Look at what they have. They have like 10 different items. Order something. You can order this week and maybe not order next week and then order the new week after that. Whatever you want. It's always there for you. And you can get several meals, which is great. Uh, we get three meals um, at minimum each week. And uh, it takes about 15 minutes. You get it uh, right to your door. It's in dry ice. And it has a, uh index card tells you exactly how to cook it. Within 15 minutes, that's on your, your table, feeding your whole family, and you are a hero. Well, I'll tell you something else about it, besides it being great and healthy and, and, and convenient for sure. But uh, I will tell you that this week in particular, my daughter and I prepared this together. And I think it's a really special time to be in the kitchen together, following the recipe, making dinner together. And it just sort of pulled us together and we worked toward a common goal and we made our mise meal and we did it for the family and we all ate it together. And it was a really special time in the kitchen for us. Yeah, it is. It's a nice way to spend time with your family and then... 
and then chow down because the food is so good. Yes, I mean, sure. really, really yeah, good. Yeah, and you can take pride in knowing that you prepared something that was really special and really appreciated. And here's the thing. Um, for our listeners, uh, Mies Meals does something very special. If you are a listener of Hollywood 360 and you try Mies Meals, the very first time you try it, you get 50% off your order. So go to Mies Meals. Dot com, M-E-E-Z meals dot com, and make sure when you order, put the promo code CARL, C-A-R-L, promo code CARL, in at checkout. You will get 50% off your order. Go to MeesMeals.com. I promise, folks, you'll love it. Just give it a try. Give it a try one time and put the promo code CARL in there. All right, we're listening to Lon Clark, starring as Nick Carter, Master Detective. This is called The Case of the Tattooed Cobra from May 23rd, 1948. Here's the conclusion. Good afternoon, Mr. Bristol. Good afternoon. You are Dobson? Yes, Mr. Bristol. Come in, please. Oh, thank you. Mr. Hammond phoned that everything was settled, that I should take my orders from you, sir. Oh, that was kind of him. Yes, there's a letter for you, sir. It came just a few moments ago. A letter for me? Yes, sir. A registered letter. I signed for it. Here it is, sir. But how strange. I do not know anyone in this country. Just a minute, Bristol, if that is your name. Ah, Mr. Davison. Until your identity is proved, I don't think you'd better open any mail addressed to Alec Bristol. But Mr. Hammond is administrator of my father's estate, and as long as he is convinced, I... Well? Dobson. Yes, sir. Get Mr. Hammond on the phone, please, and ask him to come out here at once. Yes, sir. Is, is anything wrong, sir? If this letter is true, a great deal is wrong. Maybe I know now why that man was killed. Good afternoon, Mr. Hammond. Is Mr. Bristol in, Dobson? Oh, yes, sir. He's waiting for you in the library, sir. Thank Mind you. if we go in with you, Mr. Hammond? Oh, not at all, Carter. In fact, I'm glad you're here. Has something happened, Mr. Hammond? Oh, apparently, yes. Dobson says Alec found out something definite about the murder. Oh, yes, sir. He was very upset about it. Uh, come on in, Carter. Uh, is that why you're here? No. I came to ask the names of the people Bristol was living with in Marseille. Hmm? After all, the identity angle hasn't been established for sure yet. I don't think there's any question that he's the real Alec Bristol. Uh, oh, here's the library. Alec? Alec? Dobson, di didn't you say Mr. Bristol was in here? Oh, he was, sir. Those French doors are open onto the terrace. Perhaps he's out there. I don't think so, Betsy. Hmm? Look over there. Behind the divan. Why, is he, it's a man's feet, sir. Carter. Is it Alec? It's Alec, all right. And he's dead. Dead? Stabbed in the back. Oh. Just as the other one was. Better call the police, Dobson. Oh, yes, sir. I beg your pardon. No one answered the front door, so since it was open, I thought Who I... are you? Where did you come from? What's the idea of walking into other people's houses did without... Did you say other people's houses? I did. Unless I'm mistaken, this is my house. Your house? Yes. I am Alec Bristol. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
One apparent heir to the Bristol millions is in the city morgue. Another lies dead on the library floor. And now a third tall, slender, blonde young man has appeared to claim the fortune. We'll see what happens in just a moment. Now, back to the case of the tattooed cobra. Today's adventure with Nick Carter, brought to you by new post-war old Dutch cleanser. Alec Bristol, heir to $3 million, can be positively identified only by a cobra tattooed on his right thumb. But one man with the secret tattoo has been found dead in the East River. Another has been stabbed to death in the library of the Bristol mansion. And now a third stands in the doorway, introducing himself. I beg your pardon. I'm Alec Bristol. You, you're? But... Perhaps I should have advised you of my arrival, but the plane arrived from Portugal only a short while ago. Nick, look at him. He's tall and blonde. All slender blondes named Alec Bristol seem to be a dime a dozen today. What's that? May I see your left hand? My... Oh, the missing little finger. Of course. Uh-huh. Now the right hand. You mean the right thumb, don't you? With the tattooed cobra? There. It's there, Nick. Naturally. And the shield is in the cobra's mouth. My mother's family crest. Carter, I don't understand. Nobody knew about that crest except you and me and... And who else, Mr. Hammond? Uh, well, George Davison. But, but three men have shown up with that tattoo. How, how did they find out? Who told them? The police will be here in a few moments, sir. Thank you, Dobson. Is Mr. Davison here? Why, no, sir. He left half an hour ago. He said he was going into the city for dinner in the theater. Did you see Mr. Bristol? I mean the dead Mr. Bristol, after Davison left. No, sir. After I phoned Mr. Hammond, I went back to the pantry and stayed there until you arrived. What do you mean, the dead Mr. Bristol? Look, don't you think someone should tell me what's going on? Sure, I'll tell you. Over here. I want you to look at something behind the divan. There. <gasps> Alec. Alec? You mean that's the real Alec Bristol there on the floor? Uh, yes, but I thought he was dead. He is. I mean, five years ago in the concentration camp, they took him away and... So that's how you found out about the tattoo. You knew Alec Bristol in the concentration camp. Yes. He was my best friend. Friend? And you tried to steal his inheritance? I tell you, they said he was dead. What difference could it make to Alec? When I saw the notice in the Lisbon papers with the description... You realize that it fits you as well as it did him, huh? Yes, except for the missing finger and the tattoo. So I found a doctor who agreed to perform the operation and keep his mouth shut. I got forged passports... Why, you swindler! How do I know you didn't murder Alec? If he had killed Alec Bristol, seeing the body wouldn't have shocked him into admitting that he was an imposter. But you're not going to let him go free. The police will take care of him. The man I want to talk to is George Davison. Oh, uh, speaking of Davison Carter, I... There's something I didn't tell you this morning about him. I'm sure it doesn't mean anything, but... I know, you started to say something and then lied out of it. Well, perhaps you'd better tell the truth now. Well, it's only that... Well, I knocked on George's door during the evening and he didn't answer. Of course, he may have been asleep. Or he may have been out of the house committing a murder, is that it? Well, I, I don't believe it, but it's possible Nick. that... The real Alec Bristol was going to tell Mr. Hammond something about that first murder. That must be why he was killed. Do you know, Mr. Carter, it might help if we could only find that letter. What letter, Dobson? A registered letter that came from Mr. Bristol, sir. That's where he got the information he wanted to tell Mr. Hammond. You know whether he brought that letter into the library? Yes, sir. It was in his hand when he came in here. But it isn't here now? No, sir. I've searched the room thoroughly. Who else knew that he received that letter? Why, 
No one, except Mr. Davison. To me, of course. Uh-uh, Davison again. Yes. Come on, Patsy. Let's get back to town. What's on your mind, Nick? Just one thing, catching a murderer. And I don't think it'll take very long now. Maddie, I want to do three things. Yeah, what? Find Davison, learn the identity of the man you fished out of the river, and find out who sent that registered letter. Uh -huh. Well, Nick, we spotted Davison's car in a parking lot, and I got two men there waiting for him to come back. If he ever does. He'll come back. Uh-oh. Uh <clears throat> Sergeant Matheson, homicide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mullally. It's a guy who sent a trace the letter, Nick. Good. The postal clerk went down and dug out the receipt, huh? Yeah. Uh, get a pencil, Nick. I have one. Okay, go ahead, Mullally. Sent by William Jenkins, 440 Winton Avenue, apartment 5D. Got that, Patsy? Got it. Okay, Mullally. Good work, yeah. Thanks. William Jenkins. That name mean anything to you, Nick? No. But I think Patsy and I'll go around to 440 Winton Avenue and see Mr. Jenkins. glad this is the last flight. Cheer up, Patsy. The exercise will do you good. Oh, I only hope Jenkins is home. I'll know in a minute. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, here it is, 5D. Evidently, he's home, too. The door's partly open. If he's home, why doesn't he answer? Here, I'll knock again. Nick, if Alec Bristol was killed so somebody could get that letter, and Jenkins wrote it, the fact this door is open might mean... Yeah. Yes, Patsy, it might mean the killer got here first. Let's go in. Right. Oh. Nobody here. Yeah, but look at this room. It's been turned upside down. Been thoroughly searched, all right. But for what? Look at all those papers on the floor. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Here's a social security card made out to William Jenkins. And here's a letter postmarked Chicago, which may... Hey, wait a minute. Huh? What is it? Wait. Here's an Illinois chauffeur's license. And look at the picture on it. What? Why, that's the first Alec Bristol, the man they found on the river. Right. So William Jenkins was going to pass himself off as Alec Bristol. Obviously. And that brings up a very interesting point. What? Don't you see, Patsy? This whole thing was planned months in advance, so the amputation and the tattoo would have time to heal. Why, of course. Then last week... The real Alec Bristol wrote to Hammond, and the deal was off. That must have been a blow to Jenkins. Yeah. But how did Jenkins know about the letter? Why, I... And another thing. The tattoo on Jenkins' thumb included the final detail, the shield and the cobra's mouth. How could Jenkins have known about that? Well, the other imposter knew about it because he was a friend of Bristol's. But Jenkins wasn't. Yeah. Bristol looked at Jenkins' body and swore he'd never seen him before. And no one else knew of that shield except Davison, Hammond, and me. You think Davison and Jenkins were working together? Not Davison, Patsy. Hammond and Jenkins. Hammond and Jenkins? But yes. why, Nick? What would Hammond get out of it? If Alec Bristol weren't found by the end of this month, Hammond would have to turn the estate over to Davison. Naturally. But if a fake Alec Bristol turned up, 
Hammond could turn the estate over to him, then he and Hammond could divide $3 million between them. Why, of course. All Hammond had to do was to find someone who answered the general description, then arrange for the missing finger and the tattoo. Oh, but, Nick, you haven't any proof, none at all. Well, that's what we've got to find, something to show that there was a connection between Hammond and Jenkins. Well, there might be something here in Jenkins' apartment if Hammond has already found it and destroyed it. Well, from the looks of this room, I should say the chances are good that he has. There's a closet or something over here. Maybe he overlooked that. Okay, you take a look in there while I go through these papers more carefully. Uh-huh. Oh, Don't reach for your gun, Carter, unless you want the young lady to die. Make him let me go, Stay Nick. still, Miss Bowen. I'm holding a knife at your back. Don't struggle, Patsy. <sighs> Hammond, if you hurt her... I won't, as long as you both do as I say. Okay. First, toss your revolver over here. There you are. Good. You're a sensible man. So... You were hiding in that closet all the time, huh? I had to. I came here to destroy the receipt for that registered letter Jenkins sent to Alec, and before I could leave, you two arrived. What was in that letter, Hammond? The whole story, just as you figured it out. And when I told Jenkins that the real Alec Bristol had turned up and our deal was off, he threatened to get even with me by telling Alec about it, so I had to get rid of him. But you didn't know that Jenkins had already written Alec until Alec faced you with a letter. And then you had to kill him, too. That it? Quite right, Mr. Carter. Nobody saw me enter the house or leave it afterwards. And when I came back, you were just arriving. That gave me the perfect alibi. Yeah. Well, what's next? Don't think you can kill us, too. Not both of us. Of course not. I have enough cash hidden away to get me out of the country. And you're not going to say a word to the authorities until I'm safely gone. You seem awfully sure of that. I am, because I'm taking the young lady here with me. Oh, Nick, don't let him. Wait, Hammond, you can't take her. If I leave her, Carter, I'll leave her dead. I promise you that. Oh, no. Now get into the bedroom, Carter. I'm going to lock you in there before I leave. Nick, you can't just... He can't help himself, Miss Bowen. And Carter, if I hear you trying to break out or call for help before we're out of the building, I'll shove this knife right through Miss Bowen's back. Locked in the bedroom of William Jenkins' flat, Nick hears Hammond leave with Patsy. And he knows that Hammond won't hesitate to kill her if any attempt is made at a rescue. We'll find out what happens in just a moment. Now for the conclusion of the case of the tattooed cobra. Today's adventure with Nick Carter, brought to you by new post-war old Dutch cleanser. Patsy walks slowly down the stairs and out the front door of the gloomy old tenement conscious of the knife pressed against her back and of the man who's ready to use it if she attempts to break away. Now down the steps and across the sidewalk. You're, you're not going to kill me, are you? I'm afraid I have to. Oh, no, please. Hammond! Huh? What? Oh, 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 drop I, that I, knife, I, Hammond. You, drop it. You're breaking my arm. Drop it. That's better. All right, Patsy, pick it up. Got my gun out of his pocket. Sure, Nick, but where did you... I mean, how... When he locked me in the bedroom, he overlooked the fact that the bedroom window opened on a fire escape running down the front of the building. So I climbed down the fire escape and waited on the first floor platform until you walked across beneath me. Then I jumped him. He was going to kill me. Well, his killing days are over. Find the nearest police call box, Patsy. We'll hold him here until the police arrive. <laughs> So George Davison will get the estate after all. Yeah. He's the only relative left now. Uh-huh. Nick, there's one thing I still want to know. 
What? If Hammond planned to bring in a phony heir, why did he try to hire you to find the real one? Self-protection, Patsy. Huh? You see, if Alec Bristol really were alive, Hammond wanted to know it before he went ahead with the scheme. Yeah, I can see that it would have been disastrous for the real heir to show up after Hammond had produced a false one. Yes, Hammond might have got away with the first murder because Davison seemed to be the only person with a motive for it. But one killing led to another. Uh-huh, and that led to me. I suppose he figured the state could only make him pay for one murder, no matter how many he committed. Yes, but when Hammond goes to the chair, he'll find that once is plenty. Carter, Master Detective, is presented each week at this time by the Cudahy Packing Company. It is produced and directed by Jock McGregor and is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications Incorporated. Charlotte Manson is featured as Patsy. Ed Latimer plays Matty. Today's script was written by Jim Parsons. Original music is played by Henry Silvern. This program is fictional and any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. This is Michael Fitzmaurice saying, when minutes count... Use new post-war old Dutch cleanser. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You know what I love the most about the mutual broadcasting system? They they got along with everybody. They were very mutual with everyone else. You know, they're, you know what I'm saying? No. Uh, that is the case of the tattooed cobra starring Lon Clark as Nick Carter, master detective. Um, May 23rd, 1948 is heard on mutual. And um, that's a good show. I mean, Nick Carter as I say, was um, a very popular detective series. It was one of the most successful shows on Mutual. This show and The Shadow were probably the two biggest shows on um, on the network. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Time for This Month in Music History. And for our final hour, and we're talking about Bee Gees, so here they are. 1971. I can think of things days. in life. When living for oh, my life, my dying, was everything a man could want to do. do. I could never see tomorrow. I was never told about the sorrows. What? written by Barry and Robin I, I want to probably tour with them after they hear me. Yeah, they'll they, call me and be like... Are they still touring? Well, if they're not, they'll probably they'll hire probably me. They'll start touring again, yeah. sure. And this was on their 1971 the album called Trafalgar. Trafalgar. Yes. All right, well, thanks, Lisa. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next week, more Halloween programming. The Whistler, Archie Andrews, Mercury Theater, Mystery in the Air, and The Weird Circle. Be sure to visit our website, Hollywood360radio.com, for my co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Costella, and my crabby brother, Vince Amari. This is Carl Amari saying stay safe, be healthy, and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.